What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Clutch. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, tonight, we're going to have a lot of things get talked about. Uh, potentially some things we see in the hobby that or industry that may need to get changed or potentially get changed. Uh, but before we get into all that, I would like to thank everybody that's out here today. Uh, Luke, I see you. Matthew, I see you, the pet shop. Thank you all for joining. I know other people are joining in as we go. Uh, before we get started, I just want to do a huge thank you to our sponsors. So we're going to run that for you right now. Make sure you check them out. Here at Outside the Clutch, we're honored to be sponsored by VivTech. Are you ready for innovation? Tired of the same boring product that's been used for 30 years? Ready to give your reptiles and amphibians the UVB they really deserve? Then look no farther than VivTech. Their 3 watt LED bulb provide the UV rays your animals have been missing. With 3 bulbs to fit your pet's climate needs for optimal husbandry, plus a dimmable feature, and it's the only bulb with a 2 year warranty in the industry. So what are you waiting for? Go to VivTechProducts.com today Use code FCLUTCH0322 for 10% off to provide your animals the best care they've ever had. All right. So tonight, uh, let's get to it. I've made this man wait for a little while. Uh, I've had the joy of talking to him at a couple of shows. We talk off and on on the internet. Um, just an outstanding dude. He's not a bullshitter. He's going to tell it straight as he thinks it should be, which is what I appreciate about him and the way I think everyone should be. So put your hands together. Give some love to Mr. Randy Foster from Dark Cloud Reptiles. What's up, brother? Well, you said about having a good guy and all that. I was like, damn, fuck. I thought he forgot. It was it's crazy. over. Wrong fucking person. Yeah. Well, Chad was coming on. He said he was going to be showing his butt crack. Oh, yeah. That's, I was going to tune out. Yeah. Yeah, so he's been spending way too much time down there at the Blue Oyster, you know, <laughs> poor guy. So, you know, what's funny, and I hadn't even realized, so at Arlington, you were doing live right freaking across from me. Yep. I didn't even realize it. Like, you know, people don't realize how I just, I space out at this stuff, and uh, we did the first Arlington. I missed you. I was talking to you and apologizing. I was like, dude, I just, like, I don't know what happened. I just brain. It happens, bro. Like the, so that's one of the things I love about the shows though. Like you get so wrapped up, especially myself. Uh, my wife actually gets pissed at me. Like all it gets to the point and I'm not going to lie. I kind of, so I give her like the first half of Saturday and I see what everyone has, what they're doing, how their show's going. And I plan all the filming for like Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it usually goes. So once like lunchtime hits on Saturday, my wife hates to be around me because I'll be like, okay, here's the camera. Let's go. We got to do this. <laughs> and I go into work mode. And it's just like, I'll sit there and I'll talk and talk and talk and talk. She's like, I just want to go look at animals or I just, I want to go hang out here or I want to go do this. And I was like, no, like I'm here to work. <laughs> I drove 12 hours to work, but 
know, I get the same way, man. And I get like, I get a lot of people that are like, I saw you, but I didn't want to interrupt you. And I was like, come up. That's what I'm at the shows for. Like, come get that face to face with me. Otherwise I'm not going to remember. Yeah. No, I'm kind of almost like you. It's funny because I don't think I had ever attended a show. I think I attended a show back in like 2002. Other than that, all I've done is bend. So for me to go to a show, I remember in, in 2018, I went to Tinley and I just went just to hang out. And the people I went with, they left. I walked around. I, um, so, so true story. I went in and before it opened, I went looking, hunting for puzzles and Ozzy had a couple. Um, I think that one other guy had a couple behind the counter that he hadn't even put out for sale. And Marshall from NOCO, he was the only one that had some on his table. And I went back and forth and hemmed and hawed. And, and then all of a sudden I hear the announcement, the doors are opening. It's like, oh shit. All right. You know, I gotta, gotta do something here. So I finally, I looked at Marshall. I'm like, all right, man, how much for all of them? And throw in those, those couple clowns. And it was like 28 grand. I was just like, you know, do it. I just, done and and he's like jesus like 10 minutes in he's like okay i'm ready to go for the weekend you know but then after that i walked around i looked the entire show like they were kicking us out and i wasn't done looking i was like how do i do that like i'd never done that before it was crazy so so i've i've never been up to that show but i know it's like that at the super shows as well like Pomona before it moved from that one auditorium was semi manageable, but from what I hear, Anaheim, you can't even like you have to actually plan your vendors that you want to hit. There's no way you're going to see everything in that show. It's crazy. I mean, I tell people you you really have to go to a super show. It's um, like I'll go to a super show. I was actually front row, like. September, I think it was in Anaheim and, and I didn't sell very many animals. And even the promoter was like, Hey man, you know, I'm sorry. I'm like, Rami, dude, you gave me more publicity that I'm going to get anywhere else. And you can't, people need to realize if you're going to vend, you can't cry or whine or complain if you don't sell stuff because you're advertising, you're, you're out there for your brand. And you go to a super show. I tell everyone, I mean, he puts on the best show hands down and um, where else would you want to go spend a January other than Southern California? I mean, right across the street from Disneyland, the kids can all go and play. But the thing is for people that want to go buy animals, it's the largest show in the world, like the world, not in a region, the world, three football fields, like, yeah, your competition's a little stiff. I think there's probably about six, seven hundred thousand ball pythons there. Uh, so, easily more than that, man. Like three yeah. quarters of that shows ball python breeders. Yeah. So you know, it's for a, someone that's going to go buy. It's a buyer's market. They're everywhere, but you get to see stuff you don't see anywhere else. And yeah, it's it's a great show. I tell everyone that's if they're ever going to go to one show. Go to that one. Nice. <clears throat> That's actually so. 
it's the second show I ever attended. So like back in the day when I was a kid, we attended, uh, me and my friend attended, I want to say it was Phoenix. Some little, I don't know if, I don't remember if it was a Repticon or what it was in Phoenix back then. Like we're talking almost, we're talking 20 years ago. Um, I don't even know what shows were around back then, to be honest. But, uh, so she drove me out there with her dad and I was just, I was, I was into reptiles and I had never seen that side of it. So we went there, we were there for the weekend, came back and, um, then I didn't go to another show for <laughs> 15 years, got out of the army. I was like, Oh, I want to do reptiles full time. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be around reptiles again. And, uh, I looked at my wife and I was like, you know, I heard about these shows because of watching like Cusco and uh, Miguel and people like that. Right. When I first started out in the industry, I was like, well, there's a San Diego super show. Let's go there because I have a friend that lives in San Diego and that gives me an excuse to see them as well. So, hey, it's like a two birds, one stone type thing. So we go yeah. down there. I get to see him and we do like the uh, what's that statue called the uh, at the. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The Yeah, the Navy sailor yeah, right coming the off the boat and just grabbing yeah. a girl. Yeah. Right. And uh, so yeah. we, we mimic that, and we go eat at the little seafood place right next to it, which is some freaking amazing food. And, like, I, I actually ordered something that wasn't on the menu. I essentially created my own meal, and they just figured out what the cost would be based off of whole product. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. well, I don't really want this. I don't really want this, but let me just get a whole bunch of like shellfish on pasta with red sauce. That's all I want. Right. And they're like, so they do it up and they give me a price. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. A bunch of craft beer. It was a, it was a really good experience. And then we go there and I run into, uh, IDR and, um, a bunch of other people in like, uh, Southern California um that's where i first met unbelievables who has been like todd and jody have been a huge part of my whole experience in reptiles so really love those guys um and then the next month i turn around and i find out that there's a pomona right so it's like uh hey babe <laughs> what would you feel about driving 12 hours again <laughs> next month she wasn't too happy about it, but we made that happen too. And like, oh, Pomona's, Pomona's scary as one of your first shows. Like, if you're not ready for a crowd, it's gonna take you back. But it's it's an amazing experience. Like, once you get past the crowd size and like the fact that there's just so many reptiles and trying to find something very specific besides ball pythons. Oh, sorry, new watch. <laughs> Right. Still trying to figure this thing out, um, but trying to uh, trying to find everything besides ball pythons was really hard because you just you don't know who the vendors are out there yet or things like that. But um, ball pythons galore, but that's great. Yeah, I, the Randy standing up thing, Chad, is probably going to be towards the end. I wouldn't want to unveil Captain Underpants too early. We we still might have a couple of youngins watching. See, so, you know, the funny thing about that is there was actually even even a little bit of heat coming about that today. And so, you know where that all started? 
Yes and no. You kind of told me the story when we were at Arlington, but. Okay, so I did, um, I ended up doing a live for the Reptile Ward, Chris Ward. And, you know, we talked back and forth before. So I was sitting at work and I came up with this list of rules. I'm like, all right, I'm just, I got to do this. So I made just this ridiculous list of rules and I was like, okay, how am I going to segue into his rules? I'm not going to just come up and go, hey guys, look, here's his rules. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to be in my underwear. And bright, bright orange, bright orange underwear, so people would see it. I'm like, me and my underwear. I'm gonna go get a beer, and someone will ask about my underwear. I'm like, I just know somebody will. Like, you know, Chad, Chad would drool, but that doesn't do me any good. I need someone to say something. Yeah, and um, and so they did, and I pulled up these rules. I go, look, they're on these rules, and Chris literally, he says what the fuck do you have? He goes, I didn't send you anything. And I'm reading him his rules. And he actually, at one point spit his drink out all over his laptop. And uh, and it was, it was cool. He wanted to leave at an hour and a half. I started cause he was hungry. I basically made fun of him and made him stay for three and a half hours. And then in the end, when he was trying to leave, I just hung up on him and, uh, and, and uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was a good time. Uh, got him really, really drunk. And so from there at the Super Show, Troy came up. He had on his loud jacket. I had on loud underwear, so we did it. And and then it took off. It was the next show. I told Troy, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, I don't want to be known as the underwear guy. And then. I think it's a little late for that. <laughs> No, I took pictures. It was me, JT, Eric, and Daniel. And I started getting comments going, why do you guys have pants on? And it's guys and not Chad. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I went over and I I did the picture with Troy and John. And so then now with this last one at Tinley, I'm like, I told them same thing. I, I, I said, no, Troy, I'm not going to do it. Like, I just, I don't want to be known as the underwear guy. Literally, I was leaving and Scott was changing his shirt and he goes, Randy, here, I'm on dress for you, whatever. I'm like, ah, fuck. I ran over, took a picture with him and, you know, somebody sent him some mail and said, hey, you know, that's nice. This is a family show. I'm like, Come on, man. It's it's a guy without a shirt and a guy in his underwear. Like you see more than that at a beach. Right. Like, you know. Have you never watched the Summer Olympics? I that's what I'm saying. I mean, me and Troy did it before the show opened. And so I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm kind of torn. I, I halfway want to get away from it now. Because like I said, it was meant to be a joke, you know? And but now to see there's people hating on it, it's like I almost want to be like, grow up, man. You know what? I'll just like Bob I think did it the has show. To, I think it has to become a tradition at this point. Bob did the show in those short shorts. And and people want to talk shit. I mean, come on, dude. Like you go look at Bob and his shorts, 
dude's got quads. He is built. I ain't built. I'm a freaking chubby old white guy. Like, you know, say something about my underwear, dude. I'm hung like a fucking blind mole rat. I mean, honestly, I think I'm to that finally that point in my life that not only did my shit quit growing, but now it's turning turtle. It's going down the hill. It's like regressing. Like, yeah, come on, man. Oh. That's. I'm not gonna say that's what the shows are all about. Like, if if that's what it is, I think we're paying for the wrong thing. But uh, yeah, you know, the essentially that's what it's about. Like, it's it's about making memories and having fun and coming together and just. We take everything in this hobby a little too seriously at times, and uh, if you can't just let loose and have some fun at the same time, then why the hell are you? In? You know what I mean? Like. Okay. Just enjoy yourself. So, but you know, I'm not saying there's not serious parts too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you can't cut loose every now and then, there's something wrong. You know, look at the at the auction. Cass got up there and said they were going to auction their underwear. Like, what about how many times the uh, um, member at Arlington, the bag of dicks, the soap. I mean, people joke, they have fun. I mean, you can, that did start getting a little overboard. There's a difference. I mean, you could be funny and not be vulgar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just that line. But like I said, when I heard that today from Scott, he sent me a screenshot. Somebody was like upset because he had a his shirt off and I was in my underwear. I'm like... You look at the two of us. Neither one of us are are specimens. You're not gonna look, swipe, and go. It's just funny. It's not meant, you know. Whatever. Yeah, there's there's a lot, man. I you know what? We we talked a little. I'm just gonna rip the bandaid off it, man. To everyone out there that's just in this community the last few years, I apologize to you. I I really do. This is. It's kind of a shit show. Um, you know, when I started, like I said, I got my first ball python in 93. And I've had many animals since. I've bred bearded dragons in late 90s, early 2000s. Right now, just because what I'm doing ball python-wise, I've had to get rid of all my other animals, which kills me. But I'm going to bring them back after I get some of these quad, triple recessives gone. Um you know, when I started, we dealt with with guys that just didn't want you in, and they, they were just assholes. But they're up to your face; they were assholes, just like mm-hmm. you know. It, it just you didn't get help from them, but that's all there is. You know, today's society, wow, man. <laughs> um, I, I'll put this out there to everyone who's got their aspirations of, of shooting to the moon instantly: you're not going to be Miguel. No, don't try to be, like. I don't know, dude. I'm watching it right now, and there's some of these guys that really want to be big shots, and they're doing it all the wrong ways. I mean, they're talking shit about people that won't bow down to them. They're, I just, it's just crazy. I I can't believe some of the stuff going on right now. Uh, I just heard another good one. One of them, We'll go up and interview you and do stuff 
and then expects to pick whatever animal he wants off your table because he's got you followers. Yeah, right? Oh, aren't you fucking That doesn't sound right. Oh, no. No, I... You know, I kind of struggle sometimes even with this... uh, Shit, what's the name of it? Um, See, I don't even know the name of it. The one where they pay you to talk to them. I don't know. All right, somebody on the chat. You know what... All right, come on, Richie. You know... Huh? What's the one there? Oh, God, I really wish I had. I don't know, but like, if you. It's where you you subscribe to them and then you can talk to them and you can. uh, Patreon. Patreon. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Pandora and I know that was wrong. I didn't want to sound stupider than I am. So Patreon. (laughs) All right. Now, somebody like Will. I could see paying Will. Will Morrow's. Knows his shit. His dad is a veterinarian. He knows what he's talking about. He's been doing it a long time. Um, someone's been doing this a couple years and charging. Like I've been doing this twenty fucking years. I will. I'll talk to anyone. I ain't charging nobody nothing. Now, I don't throw shade on people. Everyone has their own way they're gonna go. And if if you're gonna go and invest to make money doing youtube videos and and everything you're going to quit your day job then you've got to charge you've got to do 100 no, I mean, yeah but I, I think it's all these people they almost want it for free and where i have the problem is they're talking shit about people that won't bow down them they won't give them something i don't know what the fuck that is about like how special it, are you? it's the mentality man like so it as much as i hate to say this that's kind of what it's what youtube preaches like if if you go through and you actually go through the youtube academy and all this shit right to teach you how to be a content creator and how to really take advantage of sponsorships and affiliate marketing and all this other shit right um that's what they teach you exactly what they teach you and i'm not saying it's wrong in every niche like by all means in some niches it works great because that's the way it is but in the reptile community i don't know that like you you're saying i don't know that that's necessarily the case and i would i would probably say like the guys that haven't been doing it a long time like myself like honestly i've been around reptiles my whole life but breeding, taking care of them at the level that I have to now in order to like grow and keep animals healthy to sell. No, like I've, I've worked pet stores or I've just had them as pets and obviously didn't take the greatest care of them because I didn't know there was a better way to take care of them. Well, I'm still learning all that. Right. Um, and I'll continue for the rest of my life to learn that because there's always ways to improve. But, um, I think like the guys that do this, it should be more towards like, Hey, like uh who is it like garrett hartle i love what garrett hartle does like all his patreon members get access to his facility once a year right or like justin does um he does the same thing um there's people that like you have to join their patreon to be a member of their discord but the connections that you get from that discord 
is huge. And they're, it's not like they're charging you a whole lot of money. Like some of them are like $3, $5 a month, which is nothing. Like essentially they're getting that taxed away from them. But right. the connections you See, can make yeah. because it becomes a closer community at that point though. Like that, that group all wants to talk to each other. They want to inner work projects. They want to talk about what they're seeing. And yes, there could be drama from it, but there's also a huge potential for it if you work it the right way. I agree with that. Um, you know, I think my thing are, is the guys who want them more for the money, more for like, and, and I know there's someone in this chat that, that they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have to go and sit there and you ever make the comment, I'm kind of a big thing. Uh, you know, maybe you're not. If you have to tell people that you're a big thing, if you're trying to be a big thing, and like I said, I, I'm not going to throw shade on people. That's not my place. I don't, you know, it's like I said, I, I told you we've talked before. John's Jungle, fuck that piece of shit. I will talk about him any given day. And, you know, same thing. Khalil, 514. I got proof the guy's a lying sack of shit. And I found out he fucked somebody else over that's big in this community that would piss a lot of people off. But other than that, people that I know for 100% fact are screwing people over, I ain't going to name names. I don't need to. I, you know, I look at it like this. Only you are the, you're the only one that can decide what you see when you look into a mirror. You see a douchebag, you see a douchebag. I mean... I just, I had this conversation with my manager just this week. I went up and told him, hey, you know, I think I'm going to go change some jobs. Most people wouldn't say, don't tell him. I told him, I said, chain of command. You know, I'm military. I, right. I'm upfront. I'm honest. If I screw myself, I screw myself, but I screw myself as a man. You know? 100%. And, and that's just it. So you can go, all right, a, a really, really good example mason barnes okay i don't know if you know who he is or not great guy i mean he's got seventy-five thousand followers he's just the real deal he's honest everything he's doing he's got the followers he's doing everything but he's doing it for the love of the money i mean for the love of the animals not for the love of the money he's watching yeah. Yeah, he's so, watching. Uh, you're done. You're done. It's coming out now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but he does it for the love of the animals, not for the love of the money. And these other guys, it, it's just they want fortune. They want fame. And, you know, as sad as it is, I mean, yeah, there's some of them that are just running around shows chasing skirts around because this is their, their 15 minutes of fame. Like, uh, that's cool. But those cool, are the dude, ones that you. you see wash out. Pathetic. Yeah, yeah, and they will. But you know the thing I've learned, and so now, of course, this this industry, this hobby, it's now like high school, and you got the cool kids, you got the jocks, you got everything. You know, um, I'm watching all the like the cool kids and stuff they're doing, and the sad thing is, they they will talk shit about somebody. Other people won't give those guys a chance. They prejudge them 
on what this other person said, but he was full of shit. And, you know, I did that once. I had uh, Heather's Herps, and one of my friends said that, you know, he told her to hold the snake at a show, and then she ended up selling it. And I was just kind of like, oh, that was rude. So I kind of, I distanced myself. Five, six years later, I got to know her. I'm like, oh, my God, you're incredible. And I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. My friend's a fucking idiot. I've said that about him to his face for 10 years. And then she moved away. She got out of the reptiles. I lost a chance to become friends with a really incredible person because I listened to this dumbass. How many of these people are out there? And because they're not getting their way, they're bad-mouthing people. And now you get all their group, their followers, everything. It's sad, man. I I tell you, people, think for yourself. If you hear somebody is, is like hurting animals or... Or screwing people over, and and it's proof that they're they're horrible. Yeah, don't give them a chance. But man, be your own person. Talk to people. You figure it out. You can keep in the back of your head what somebody else had, and then you might just find out you're gonna learn something about that person. One hundred percent. I don't know. I like. I feel like you're always gonna find that. Like regardless of the industry you're in, you're always going to find drama in some sort, right? The difference is the people that rise to the top or the people that stay in it are the people that don't make themselves part of it. You know what I mean? Um, Once once you become part of it, that's when the bad things start happening. That's when the drama eventually turns at you. And for most people, they don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to just take it on the chin and keep moving forward and focus on their own shit because that's what you should have been doing all along because no one else is going to build your damn brand for you. You got to do it no. yourself. No one's going to clean your animal. Well, I mean, they will if you pay them enough, but <laughs> no you know, one else is going to take care of your animals. So, you know just what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, simple. it's simple. Yeah. yeah, it's simple. If you're an upfront guy, okay. Think about this. Name any one of my lives where I have not said I'm an asshole. I every live, I'm an asshole. I'm upfront. I tell you, I'm an asshole. But what do I say? I say, you'll find people that don't like me because I'm real. And people love it when you're real, except for when you're real about them. Right. Okay. You will not find one person that has ever been screwed over by me. Not like me, of course. Some justified. Because I called them out, some not justified because they listened to other people that didn't get their way or they got called out by me. But you're not going to find a person, you know, I talk about uh, we shipped a snake to a guy in Texas and he got it and he was mad. He got a hold of me. I didn't ship it and Michael did. He boxed it up. He said it was in shed. I said, you know what? It's my fault. I should have looked at it. It turns out it had a double shed. I get, I don't know, I've had a dozen of them where, you know, they'll, they don't get their first shed off. They get their second one on. It constricts them. He got it. I didn't question him. I must have apologized 20 times. I sent him his money back. He could have kept the snake. I sent him a shipping label, and he messaged me again at one point. He goes, hey, I'm interested in this snake unless I'm on your do not sell list. Like, why, dude? 
I'm the one that made the bonehead move, right. not looking at a snake and shipping. I could have kept it a week and got it both sheds off of it. If you've never done it, you know, but that's just it. You don't, don't even stop to think, man. If you make a mistake, make it right, right away. If he would have kept that snake, you know what? It's on me because I shouldn't have sent it in the first place. Like, it's not that hard to be a stand-up dude unless you just aren't a stand-up dude. Then I guess it would be kind of hard. Well, I mean, that's that's the way any business should be in the first place. Like, it's super simple. And uh, <clears throat> I just finished my internship, so I officially have my associates. Whoop, whoop. Um, but in that, that, so my boss had five restaurants, a construction company, um, had a nonprofit, had, was building an agricultural company, like extremely, extremely big in the community. Right. Like as far as an internship in El Paso, I couldn't ask for better. Cause he's connected to everyone within city council. Good. Like I could go pretty much anywhere now. And just off of his recommendation alone, I'll probably get a job, but um, that's neither here or there. Cause I'm trying to make my own thing and we'll, hopefully it works out. Right. But um, what I was going with that is you, you can't grow to like the Miguel status. You can't grow to the Justin status. You can't grow to even your status because no you want to, well, but you have the animals like you, you're known more than I think you realize you are. And people don't necessarily don't necessarily put out all the credit that they should. Um, the fact that you're already into triple and quad recessives, like at least the heads for them and you're working towards something that most people haven't even like I'm barely starting on my doubles and it's because i finally realized oh if i don't start putting multiple recessives into projects i'm going to be screwed and i'm going to be left behind right but um you've had that mentality from essentially the beginning that i've known you which is it's been i want to say at least four years at this point um and you've always pushed it like you you've had a business mentality whether that was your thought to make it a full out business or what have you right um and you can't do that by being untrustworthy you can't do that by not taking care of your customers you can't do that by just being a plain asshole even though you call yourself an asshole i i, I don't think there's been a point where as soon as you see me and you realize it's me because you're busy there hasn't been a smile on your face and you're like, dude, I'm just happy to see you. Like yeah. people genuinely pick up on that shit. Like you can, you could be yourself. Like I can act this way on camera. And if I'm not this way in person, you're going to say a whole completely fucking different thing about me. Right? Like you're going to turn around and be like, you know what? John's pretty fucking fake. Like he could hold shit on camera, but wait till you meet him in person. I wouldn't buy from that motherfucker. If you paid me, like you could buy the snake and I'll take it. And I'm still not going to do it. Just because I'm not who I, I'm not who I present myself as, and you can't do that and build a legitimate business. Yeah. See, you know, for me, my hard thing is I can't shut up. I tell myself all the time, I'm gonna like I'll see someone, I'll, I'll be like, shut up, don't say nothing, don't say nothing, just let it go, and then it just opens. Like Word I had a guy. I had a guy who 
we had an issue. He sold me a snake and it proved after one year that it wasn't that. I talked to him. He said, we'll do a second year. It proved again that it was not what he said it was. So then he wasn't going to do nothing about it and everything. And it kind of got ugly for a minute and we'd never met. And he didn't know who I was, never seen my face. And this is before all, all this stuff. And uh, I saw him at a show and he is kind of a big deal. I walked up to him and I, out of nowhere, like, Hey, how you doing? He's like, good. I'm like, yeah, you don't like me. He goes, I like everybody. I told him what the snake was and he just turned around and went, Oh, it's all right, dude. I'm like, you ended up making good. I'm man enough to tell you who I am. I'm not going to run fucking hide from anyone. I mean, you know, but yeah, I think people, you know, the biggest problem is I always tell people breed for what you like. I heard guys on Instagram just recently and, and they're talking about breeding for, you know, what the dollar value is that people are paying and i'm like don't breed for what people are paying unless if, if you want to open a pet change. store it's going to go down well yeah but if you're going to open a pet store then yeah. you breed for what's popular but i i tell the story when ghis first came out i could have got into it for free i had someone that had a male said give me a couple females and i said no i said i'm not into dark snakes I don't want to open a tub for three years and go, God, you're ugly, but you're going to make me money. There's no excitement in that, you know? And and I'm that a hurts. horrible person. That if hurts, you want, Randy. That hey, hurts. It, I, I love know, GHA. Oh, you know, I've got a couple back here. They're insane. I, I actually have about five or six of them now. I, I went through the shift because in like the, in the mid eighties, all I wanted was bright for like, in like 85, 86, I bought every super pastel I could find just because I wanted to keep bright. Now it's it's changed a little. I mean, with Hatari and with uh, Puzzle, it, it's changing. It, it's going to a little bit of darkness. But I, I no, think you have just, to have both. You You have to have both. You need that contrast. So as much as you like the bright stuff, and you dislike the dark, you you can't no. create that contrast that's needed without blue. I like contrast. That that's it. To me, I want the blackest blacks and the brightest of yellows. And um, you know, it's like I said, I mean, I've been doing this long enough. I have, I've gone, I got rid of all my hypos and all my exantics in like 2011. Here I am now going, oh, crap, I need to get them all back again. So now I'm buying, buying, buying all the stuff I got rid of over 10 years ago. And I just, so I've got, um, so Steven, who's on here, uh, Desert Mojave, mm -hmm. and Marley. And between the two of them, but she's not no BS exotics. It's knob sex. Just whenever you message her, knob sex. Um no, I've been working with the two of them, and it's just, it's so funny. Like, both of them, I've been trying to explain to them how to have an actual plan, and, and they're both, they were thankful because no one had told it before. Everyone's quick to just go, oh, yeah, so go get you a spot nose head clown, and go get you a leopard clown, and you're, you're going to make Batman. It's like, 
you and everybody else. But how is that? I tell people there, there's a formula of figuring out what you like. Looking like I look at what Justin makes, and and me and Justin have talked. He knows, like everyone else. I respect no man because of the snakes he made. Like, wow, cool, bro. You put two snakes together, they fucked, and they did that? Like, oh, my God, you are the man. No, you're not, dude. A three-year-old could put them together, you know? I respect the men for the men. And with Justin, like we've talked about, I respect that he takes the time to find out, just like Stranger and um, was it Stranger Mahogany? Mm-hmm. And try to find out if they're the same gene or not. He does the research, he figures it out, and he shares it with everybody. That's what I respect about him. And people need to go and they need to figure out how to have that, those ideas. They need to look at what works with what. And there's my girl. What works with what and go their own direction. I look at everything Justin makes and I throw it in the puzzle or Hatari, you know, cause that's going to make something the same, but different. Do I know if it's going to work? Nah, it's a gamble, but that's where the thrill is. The thrill right. is in right. getting that snake out of that egg and seeing something that no one's made before that you envisioned and to see if it's what you envisioned or not. I, that's it. That's where the, like I was, I don't know if I said it the best earlier, but that's that's how you make your name. Like I, I love the way you put that. I don't think it's there's so many followers. What made Justin great isn't it isn't the fact that he just threw a bunch of snakes together. Like anyone can do that shit. I, I could throw a hundred different snakes together and eventually I'm gonna pop one or two out that look amazing and get lucky, right? Everyone can do that shit. The difference between Justin and everyone else, and I've been saying this for I don't know how long, is the fact that he literally studies these genes. He studies how they're interacting. He studies Mm -hmm. how the pattern reduction changes when you mix it to certain recessives, like every little aspect. It's become more of, I would say he's an obsessed artist more than a ball python breeder at this point because he's figuring out how to change the color variants. He's figuring out how to change pattern variants into what he wants to see. And it's just, if other people took the time to, and I'm not saying people don't appreciate their animals this way, but if other people took the time to just focus on specific genes and their interaction with each other, in the same way, now, the industry would be 10 times farther than where it is right now. I, the only reason I have to disagree with you a little on that is because most people can't be Justin because it's how he's wired. You ever, people that meet Justin think he doesn't like him, he's kind of very introverted. Like when he did that stand-up comedy, I was like, all right, who in the hell did they put in his body? Like Justin is just very smart, very analytical. Um, it, it's hard. Me and you are, are veterans. 
-hmm. you know, we walk into a room, I analyze the room. I'm always looking around. It's like when I ride the motorcycle, I always tell people, I ride my motorcycle, I'm basically a diamond. I'm looking in front of me, looking mirror, mirror in front of me, mirror, mirror in front of me. And I the whole time. Um, There's been a couple times I've had people pass me in my lane. And had I not been looking at that mirror, it would have been bye-bye. And it's the same thing. We go into a room. Right. We analyze it. I've had to tell people before when they thought I was looking at them, like, no, you just don't get it. And and that's Justin. You can't just have tell people, okay, study a gene. Justin is so smart. Um, it, it just, yeah, it, it's hard to get another person that's going to be like him. It, it, it's just the way he's wired. But anyone can do it, not at that level, but anyone can put – a hundred percent more effort in what they're doing. If they just stop listening to these tools that don't know what they're talking about, that just want to be the it guy, want to be the cool kid or anything else. Like, you know what? If you do help people, like, I mean, how do you say it? It's like, you can only make so many animals a year. It's not like, you're going to go out and, and it's not Bitcoin where they're saying there's so much and you got to go gobble it all up. All right. Make what you can help people make what they can. Here's the big thing. And everyone, this is it. This is what what's really cool for people to understand. These certain people make you feel like they're your friends. But if you succeed, they're not happy for you. If I talk to friends all the time that play the lottery. I'm like, bro, if you win the lottery, dude, I'm going to be excited for you. Probably never talk to you again because you're stupid if you keep talking to me. You can go live your dreams. You know, if you can look at someone that succeeds and cannot be happy for them, who's really got the problem? And right. and this is where people need to start looking at who they're talking to. You know, do these people really give a shit about you or are you a stepping stone for something else? And I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of people. I, I was really excited with like Instagram and where this hobby was going. And I was saying how all these new people were the future and I was so excited. And now I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, that's the flush. <laughs> It's you gotta you gotta get that rotation out. It's just like any job, right? So like you have you have your turnover rate. You gotta wait for all these news people and all these I'm not even gonna call them breeders, like they can breed snakes, congratulations. But they're not like they're not portraying themselves as breeders, they're just they're trying to make a quick buck and they see that they can make it this way but i don't know man like i agree going back to what you said about us being in the military and like that learned skill it's still a learned skill and that's why i was saying like if people if people would put the time and energy into learning the way that justin does i'm not saying that everyone will hit justin's level but everyone within that circle guaranteed is going to move up. Everyone that is willing to do that is going to move up because they're going to start making a 
lot better combinations. They're going to start realizing, okay, this interacts with this better. It's a learned skill, just like everything else. I'm not saying that everyone can hit it the exact same level, but it took Justin, what, 12 to 15 years to find this. Like, and that's what it's going to take for anyone. Like, find your longevity. If you can't find the joy in this, if you can't study those to that, that finite detail and want it for that long, you're not going to make it there. Like this isn't, this isn't a race. Like the, the people like Miguel that were, are able to throw a hundred thousand plus into it right away. Okay. You're going to make some cool stuff, but even a lot of those you'll see wash out after a couple of years. The reason Miguel's so successful isn't his money though. And a lot of people don't understand that. They're just like, oh, he threw all this money and he got all these badass snakes. And that's why he's so good. He's not good because of his money. He was never good because of his money. He's good because he knows how to build a fucking relationship with people. He understands how to put people before himself, how to market people and market himself at the same time. That's why he's a success. You got to find the people in your circle that have those little bits to make you more successful and take that trait and push it into your own way of thinking. Well, okay. So here's the thing. So for Miguel, I, I think what people don't realize about Miguel. Yeah. Did he buy his way in? Yeah. We, we all did. If, if you didn't buy your way in, if you had it all gifted to you, uh, you probably get a lot more hate. But regardless, whether he started with normals and pastels, excuse me, normals, pastels, whatever it is, or he jumped right into Batmans and, and everything else, Miguel isn't a multimillionaire. This is still, he's betting his family's future on it. But now here's the big thing about Miguel is... He's done more for the hobby. He didn't buy ball pythons and stick with ball pythons and say, okay, I'm a ball python god. He's getting into what he's getting into. He's going out and looking for hots and all that. That's that's where he's into. Me, I'm a fucking pussy, dude. I, I just had a conversation with someone, and we're talking, and it's so funny. My buddy, he's like, yeah, and I got these, and... And he's like, you know, tell me about it. I go, well, what's the bite like? And he's like, oh, well, what's the the hardest bite you've ever had? And all that. And we're talking. I'm like, uh, no. Like, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm not a glutton for punishment. I'm not into SM. Like, you gotta something like I, I to me, honestly. I would love pit vipers. They are so incredible. Dude, I get bit by ball pythons. Difference is they don't fucking kill you, okay? I can love those, but no, dude. Like, seriously, if you if I wanted to make a, a ton of money, I would keep hots. I would get them, milk them for their venom and sell it to the uh, medical industry. The only problem is people would see me and be like, all right, Randy's going into battle. Because I would dress like a fucking a full suit of armor. You'd be like, 
Look, Randy's in his Bud Light outfit again. Be with my fucking sword. Like, no, dude, sorry. I hey, whatever, you know. Venom life can stay on this, not yeah. I yeah. I'm getting to that age. I'm gonna need to pin soon. I don't need to get bit by something to get me there sooner. Okay. You're gonna All go right. from Captain Underpants to Captain Depends. Dude, probably. Wouldn't that you know what? Honestly, I oh god, you see, uh, you can't leave me unsupervised because I do. I take shit way too far and I go way too stupid and I can't do that. All right, back to Miguel. Um, he just look what he's done though. I mean, he's following his heart. He's not trying to just get into a community and be a god. And he's going into Mexico. Is he making a lot of money? Yes. You know what you call that? I call it smart. Like the guy's doing what he wants and making a lot of money. Like, let's see. If you really wanted to fly airplanes and you did it for a living as a commercial pilot, huh? I wonder if people would hate on you. Um, Like, he's doing everything right. He's getting the hobby into other countries. I mean, the only people that are hating on him are either A, people that can't be him. They're just assholes. I mean, seriously. uh, What is he not doing for our hobby? Everything. That's the scary thing. Like, if if we had half the push that he did, the hobby, the industry, whatever you want to call it, man, would be so much further ahead of where it is. And there's a lot of people that dedicate a lot of their time trying to figure out how to bring the how to bring the industry closer together or how to reach out to new people. Uh, but no one has done it as effectively and on as grand a scale as Miguel has like dude dude's in LA. He's found a way to mix with movie stars. He's found a way to mix with um, car people. He's found a way to mix with sports, like everything, everything that you could think of. He's found a way to integrate himself in, in some aspect. And it's, it takes a lot of his time and a lot of his life. Like, I don't think people understand this dude doesn't sleep. He doesn't get time off. Like the vacations that you see with his family and stuff on his social media aren't just vacations. Like if he's lucky, he gets a couple of days with them, but nine times out of 10, he's working. You're just seeing the vacation portion of it. You know, there is one thing. I remember I don't like about Miguel. And I think he's an asshole for it. And I've told him. He sold the snake to Ozzy fucking Osborne. Dude, I grew up with Ozzy. And that hurt. That really hurt. Um, yeah. No, I mean, he is. And people don't look at that. I mean, what... People like that are actually helping our industry. And... Um, you know, like you said, we all need to come together. Like, you know, here's the thing with US Arc and what, what they're trying now with the Lacey Act and everything. You know, people need to realize, like, I don't know if, if you heard Phil talking about it, but like in Florida, the, the problem, the reason they had the ban 
no one showed up. Like mm -hmm. everybody wants to see it. I mean, if if this hobby, this community really wants to make a change, it's nice. In, in the past couple of years, I've seen more support for US Arc and and more support for what matters. And um people need to get up. They need to say, hey, okay, it takes less than five minutes to send those emails. But you know yeah. what? How many people do you have? Let's that's if, not if, even the issue. That's not even the issue, Randy. The issue is how many how many people are in this industry? Yeah, there, there's tons. Do you know how many members there are for US Arc? How many? It's around seven thousand members for US Arc right now. Yeah, and see Last that's how, how many that's about how many people we have in my city that are reptile people. You know like, how like, crappy yeah. that looks when the right? industry the industry is a five point three billion dollar industry in the United yeah. States alone. And you yep. have 7,000 people supporting yeah. the people that protect you from laws. 7,000. I even, so I'm going to, I'm going to say, I, I think I forgot to say it last week, but if you get a US ARC membership until the end of the month or you renew it, I don't care when you renewed it. I'm sorry if you renewed it last month, but uh, if you renew it and send me a snapshot, I'm donating $10 to US ARC for every screenshot that's sent to me for the month of March. Like, and it, it's not a lot, but it's something. And it's a way to create excitement to grow their numbers because at the end of the day, that's what the Senate's going to look at. That's what the House looks at. That's what everyone up there looks at. It, they don't give a shit about what they're saying. They're going to look at, okay, how many people are going to oppose this if we make it a law? How much... Our, our email is going to get blown up. How bad are our phones going to blow up over this legislature if we <laughs> decide to pass it? And when they see 7,000, it's pitiful. There's, I couldn't even tell you how many breeders. There's like, there's tens of thousands. Well, it's like I said, a big thing is, so... We can't do anything about the people that aren't going to join. I mean, we can try to get them to, but the ones that are, you know, need to realize, ask your family members, ask your friends. Don't just you send it in. Get as many people as you know, your friends, whether they have animals or not. You know, I, I'll tell you what, I mean, that's cool. You're doing the whole, you know, the $10 thing and that. I'll tell you what, whoever's watching in that, if they want to buy a Hatari, Mention John, I'll give you a thousand dollars off, and I'll send a thousand dollar check into US Arc for every Hitari sold this month. Um, you know, it, it's just yeah, help support. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, I get it. Some people can't, they say they can't support them money wise. Well, emails are free, like, even if you're not a paying member, you can go ahead and send in that those emails. You can get your friends and family to send them in. Um, yeah, it's just sad hearing about, you know, in Florida, how few people showed up and did anything. But like anything else, then they want to go and complain about U.S. Arc. I get the same shit at work. I hear people talk about the union like, yeah, 
you know, you aren't supporting the union. So why do you think the company's taking everything away from you? Right. Because all you're going to do is sit and complain about what they're taking away that you're not like, yeah. You're not fighting for it. You don't want it. You don't care. You want to, it's, as much as I hate to say it, it's the generation, man. Like it's the mindset that these last right. two generations have created where they want everything fucking handed to them on a silver platter and they gotta understand it doesn't work that way. Like you no, can't no. you don't get anything in this life for free except your damn debt. and even that's not free like your family members are going to get taxed for that shit if you don't set up all your stuff but yeah no i you know what i really i don't understand today's society and that's why a lot of people look at me like like i'm stupid and oh shit i guess i am but you know that aside i mean i look at it like I'm sure we've all seen like the videos. Like I see the uh, in the fast food place that one video that went around a couple of years ago. Um, a guy asked if he had a military discount. Some young girl behind him went off about it. I'm like, okay, first of all, they don't realize today's society. Whether you believe, I, I actually had somebody at work tell me his wife, who isn't even from our fucking country, doesn't believe in our military. And yeah, I I'm glad I just got squeaked out of going to HR for that one. But I'm like, people don't realize there, there's two things you need to know about every service member, no matter where they serve, what they are. What are they trained to do? Kill. What are they ready to do? Die. You're going to ask if they deserve a, a military discount? I, I, oh, fuck, man. I, I don't get today's society. And, you know, it's like, I look at it, and you're right. They want everything handed to them. What happened to a backbone? What happened to, you know, earning something and being proud of what you accomplished? It just, I don't know. It's sad, man. It's, I don't know, man. Like, I remember, I remember my grandpa and he was, he was a Korean war vet and a Vietnam war vet. And, Never asked for a thing in his life. Like, he didn't ask for discounts. He just, like, if someone thanked him for his service, and I do the same thing. Like, I I honestly don't like hearing it. Um, and that's just my perspective. Maybe it's because of my grandpa. I don't know. But I don't, I don't like hearing thank you for your service. Like, I nod and I say, well, thank you for supporting. Because the support means more than my service. Like, I did what I felt was right. Uh, as a man, I should do what I feel is right or a woman or whoever you are as a person, you should do what you feel is fucking right. Plain and simple. And that's where I felt my draw was and was the right thing to do at the time. Right. Um, but when they're asking, when they're asking for it, I don't like, I don't look down on it, but yeah, like for people to hate on veterans for that. No, like that, that veteran went through hell for all, you know, like you don't know what they went through. I've, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too far into that because I'll go down a real dark yeah, no. tunnel. But I, I get you, man. I, I totally get what you're saying. I like I said, I've got people on me kind of on a regular where you know they think I'm stupid and and like I said, they're right. You know, I um you know when I came back from 
Desert Storm, Desert Shield in that. I saw the support. I saw all the yellow ribbons. I had tears in my eyes. You know, um, even now, I'll start to get choked up. Um, I get so many people asking me why I don't go get my disability. I've got my DD-214 documented PTSD. I've got other issues, the same thing. I'm not going to go into in that, but they're telling me I can get 100% disability. And you know what I tell them? Man, I got brothers out there that need that fucking money. I don't. I'm walking. I'm talking. I'm doing my shit. I'm working. I don't need to take somebody else's money just because I can take it. But that's right. today's society. That's the mentality. Take, take, take. Don't, you know, don't earn anything. It's like, fuck, I, I don't get it. I can't wait till something happens. And you know how they say, you know, weak times make strong men. Fuck, let's get them back. I tell them at work all the time. I'm like, you know what? When I was in the military, we had these guys. You told them what to do, and they did it. They didn't cry. They didn't complain. They did it. Whether they liked it or not, they did it. They were called men. Like, oh, God, I want to hire some. Please tell me where they are. Like, all right, yeah, we're we're falling Let's down that hole. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go down yeah. that dark hole. So, yeah. back to ball yeah. pythons. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what you breeding this season? How's your My season's going rough. So, I thought I was going to move. So I pulled everything after the first month and then the jobs that I went for, uh, I got denied for all of them. So I am now staying in El Paso and I'm hoping that I could just salvage at this point. So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully everything turns out for the best, but even if it doesn't, well, next year's next year and I'll make it happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it happens. I'm, I mean, I had a conversation today and we were talking about snakes and, and I was asked, well, you know, do you breed them all? Don't they breed? I'm like, I've had females that haven't laid in five years. I'm like, they're going to go when they're going to go. Right. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to go when they're going to go. Um, hopefully Randy comes back. Oh, no. This guy. Get into the good stuff. What do you guys think? Mm. But I don't know. Like there we go. There we go. He's back. Ooh. All right. It's like but ooh, no, we're gonna I've, have to carry this. I've got um like exanthic clowns that they're gonna go this year, but I made them in 2018 and they haven't laid since. You know. It just, it happens. You just keep moving forward. Try to figure out, exactly. make your game plan and, and see what you want to make. 100%. I got like, I'm finally moving towards the smart stuff. Like my, my big push is for DG clown stuff. I think it's just an amazing combo. Um, I have the possibility of potentially hitting uh, fire yellow belly DG clowns this year. If the girl continues to grow. Um nice. I don't I don't ultrasound or anything. I don't think I'm far enough or deep enough into it yet. I want to be able to read the animals better. I want to be able to feel the follicles and like understand everything that's going on and then just use the uh, ultrasound for doing more. Obviously, I'm not saying it's not a great tool and the people that use it by no means do I think 
that it's cheating. Like you, you do you, but I want to, I want to be in touch with my animals at all times before I go that route, because I understand it's a lot less um, stress on the animal by all means, like do, do what's best for you and your animals. But I, I want to do the scientific approach for myself. Like I, I need to understand this first. Right. Um, I've got my second ultra uh, ultrasound machine. I suck at it, dude. I can't do it. Like they just sit. I actually, you know what? When I was in Tinley, I met the guy who bought my old uh, ultrasound machine. And it was funny. He's like, yeah, it works perfect. I use it all the time. I go, yeah, I still can't figure out my new one. I'm like, but I mean, I'm the guy. It, dude, it's so ignorant. Like anyone that's on this chat, they can laugh. Like Mary's on there. Marley's on here. These different people will tell you. I barely can send an instant message. But I have a freaking degree in computers. Like you're just you're tailored to the system. That's all it means. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do any of this, you know, but I don't, yeah, I can't figure it out. I'm like, you know, there's there's too many sliding bars. I yeah, it just doesn't work. So okay, I'll tell you what. Really quick, you look and see what the questions are. Yeah, see, Marley agrees. I can't do it. I can't even repost stuff. I barely learned how to wave. Like people are in, in Instagram lives and I just learned how to wave. I'm not going to lie. Right. I just got there too. Really quick. For for yeah. as much as I do on Instagram, I should know better, but I don't do lives either. Look for questions. I'm going to run piss really quick. I'll be right back. Oh man. This guy. See what happens when you drink and podcast. Anyways, um, I hope you all are enjoying this. Uh, I hope that you're, seasons are going really well sorry my brain like sends me looking in other directions i don't know why i do this i'm gonna get better about this one day um once randy comes back from maybe he'll make an appearance as captain underpants on the way back who knows but uh i swear one of these days i'm gonna i'm gonna actually like get a red cape and regular whitey tidies and make him dress up and run through the snake show that way but um yeah, for those that don't know, Captain Underpants is one of my kids' favorites. Um, I, I think my wife really enjoyed it when she was a kid, too. But anyways, underpants, not pants, Chad. Who wants to wear pants? I don't even... I mean, I have shorts on. Uh, we'll, we'll go there. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, wine's bad. Don't drink wine. No, I'm just kidding. Um I hope you all are having an amazing season. I hope the ones that are new and are just growing their animals up, you stay patient with it. It takes a lot of patience. It took me took me three and a half years, I think. No. Yeah, three and a half, maybe four years before I had my first clutch. I just, I grew everything up. I grabbed a couple of girls that were a little bit bigger, but weren't breeding size yet. And, uh I finally figured it out and it, it's all a process and you got to understand that process. You got to enjoy that process. You got to love that process. Otherwise you're not going to be successful. Um, like Matt said, so much patience. Um, but yeah, man, like it's a great process. It's and the community as much as there is drama, there's that high school stuff. Like he was saying earlier, it's just, it's great. 
I, I, I have made some of the best friends that I've never had. I probably never would have met without this. And like Matt, me and Matt freaking talk all the time. We're sending each other stupid memes or stupid clips now because of it. Like this industry is amazing. Um, so we only had the one question. I know a lot of people want to see your snakes. Um, someone's talking about hypo puzzle stuff. Um, most anticipated, maybe I can talk. Most anticipated clutch of the year. Oh, you know, for me, actually, I'd have to say I'd really like to make a a hypoxanthic puzzle. That's something I'm going for this year. Triple visual. Um, you know, honestly, Hatari, dude. I the last few since 2018, I've been focusing so much on on puzzle. I've shelved my OFY project. Uh, clowns and yellow belly stuff is kind of taking a back seat, but. I mean, what I'm seeing out of Hatari, that's, I'm, so, excuse me. We're both there. Yeah. (laughs) That wine got me. You know what? I'm sitting there and I'm I'm in taking a piss and I'm going, oh my God, this is, I only got three beers here. And I'm like, this is way more than three beers coming out of me. And then I remembered, I'm like, oh yeah, you had like. Saturday. You supersized a meal and made a big whiskey. And I, my my new thing, which is, I don't know, kind of foo foo ish, but peanut butter whiskey and root beer. The screwball. And it is that what it is? Yeah, screwball whiskey. Oh no, this one's uh, I have sheepdog. Okay, but it, it's peanut butter whiskey and root beer. And hmm. when we were in Arlington. Um, Noble Reptiles had peanut butter whiskey and chocolate beer, Hershey chocolate beer. And you take a shot and drink it with the beer. And it was like a Reese's peanut butter cup, which I mean, it's kind of cool. It's like uh pinnacle whipped vodka and mm-hmm. cranberry juice. And it, it, you do the shot and drink it and it tastes just like uh cheesecake. And so I was like, mm-hmm. all right, cool, whatever kind of foo-foo-ish, but dude, this with root beer, Everybody that I've given it to loves it. Um, Chase took half the bottle at Arlington, and Tinley he was like, "Yeah, Justin really doesn't want me drinking." Like at the time, I'm like, "Cool, dude, I get it." <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so I just realized, yeah, that was like a big gulp coming out and everything else. So, um, yeah, man, I, I tell people honestly, the Hatari has blown me away. What it does. Um, I I got a whole rack of puzzles here because I saw what I wanted. And there, there's other people. Will, Will is ahead of me. Oh, yeah. Vivid Pythons, they're ahead of me. But nobody has the numbers that I have. And so where there, people are making things, onesies, twosies, here and there. You know, I've got five double head puzzle clowns breeding this year. I have, like, as far as hypo puzzles go, I don't honestly, like I said, there's people that are further than me, but I don't think anyone has the hypo puzzles that I have. 
and potential. So, you know, I'm doing the same thing with Hatari. I'm letting people sleep on it. I'm hooking my friends up, but I'm building my freaking army. And I told Brittany Gobble, I sent her and Johnny, because I love them. They're favorite people in the world. I love them. Uh, high point of any show for me, like Arlington, the, the best part of the entire show was going to breakfast with them. Um, I, I love Brittany. Every morning I say good morning to her. Um, I made her promise me she would not sell one to Justin. And I said, Justin has to have one. But other people need to get them first, you know. Um, so yeah, that that's some some anticipated clutches there, Satari. Nice. Yeah. How about you? I, I love Brittany, man. Like I, so we were only able to be there on Saturday this last Arlington, and I literally called her as soon as we were out of the show, and I was like, I know you're here. I've seen Johnny like three times. <laughs> I haven't seen you. And she's like, oh, I had to finish my book. I was like, yeah. okay, which hotel are you in? What's the room number? I'm going to come see right. you before we leave. And we ended yeah. up staying in their room for like an extra 45 minutes to an hour and just catching up from last time. And like, we're always in contact, but they're such good people, man. Yeah. Such good people. Uh, I saw so Johnny there. And I just, right then, like I, I'm sitting there and I turn around, I see him and I was just like, my man crush, like right in front of me. And because you know, do you ever see the video of Johnny when he got my shirt and did the wet shirt? Yeah. So, yeah, ever since then. And, um, but yeah, it was so great seeing them and, and catching up. Absolutely, so, man. I, I yeah. love that. You can't talk to her at a show. You can't. I mean, she attracts more attention than Justin, the only person that has more is Miguel. I mean, I swear to God, he's the only person I walk to a show and I hear people going, he's here, he's here. And, you know, he just flew in. I'm like, yeah, they're taking his cape off of him right now and, and dry cleaning it before he leaves. But, yeah. The, it brings uh, excitement, man. He does. Yeah, and like I said, there, there won't be another Miguel. Quit trying to be it, people. Be yourself. Okay, that goes back to a point I wanted to make is you look at all these other people. Like, so now Miguel is Miguel. He, he's spreading out. Okay. Justin is Justin, but like Will Moros, you think puzzle, you think desert ghost. Okay. When I think, Snake Keeper Xanthic. I think John Day. I don't think Snake Keeper. JD Construction. Okay. You say Orange Dream. Ozzy. Obviously. Uh, well, everyone always thinks Ozzy, but that's not my first choice. Chris Hernan. He makes incredible Orange Dream stuff. So, like, you'll, you'll think Ozzy because he made it. But Chris Hernan is who I think, because he's the one when the the high OD came out, he really did it. So you look at all these guys that want to be it. What are they known for? I, I've challenged people to this. Oh, they're known for for what? 
for YouTube. Oh, they're known, known for doing their own thing. But what are they known for? Like, oh, they got ball pythons. All right, name a project that they're in. Clowns. Oh, okay, that was original. Cool. Thanks, bro. Like, think about that, people. Think about it. When you're out there watching these people and and pledging your time, because your time's money. What the fuck are they really known for? What do they do? What are they like? Yeah, anyone can sit there and post, oh, help US Arc, but I don't know. What are you known for? That's what you need to do. You need to figure out what you want to be known for, figure it out, and go after it and be somebody. Don't just be someone behind the camera. Look, even I can fucking stand in front of a camera and I'm nobody. Like, come <laughs> on. I'm an asshole. No. Like, I don't know why you keep saying that. We're all somebody. It's just what extent we take it to. And that's you, know what the is? you can't down credit it. You're like you know what you it is? You are who you are. I don't want to be anybody. I don't want I had a guy call me two weeks ago and he says, Oh, I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? He's like, Oh my god, I'm on the phone with Dark Cloud Reptiles. I go, dude, if that's the high point of your life, that's sad. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking no one. I'll talk to anybody. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that's just, I think that's why I always insist on the fact that I'm an asshole. I'm a nobody. It's like I say, I don't get a dick measuring contest, but not just because I'd lose. Because I don't walk around like I got a big dick. I don't walk around like I'm somebody. I'm not special. I'm no different than any, I, I never want that. Uh, I've always said, if I ever get the followers, I want to start doing my YouTube. Because I said about a year ago or two years ago, um, I want to do mine called Past, Present, and Future. I want to bring people on from 20 years ago and let them tell stories that no one's heard. Talk to new people and see where they're at. But if I make any money, I've already said, I want to donate it to US Arc. I If I'm going to make money, I want to make money off of the byproduct of animals I want to make for me. I don't want to make it off anything else. That's not my my thing. I'll I'll make it off the byproduct, and that's it. I'll give one hundred percent all of it to USR. But not everyone can do that. I don't throw shade at people. Like I said, if you're not going to work and you're going to make YouTube your your thing, man, everyone needs to feed their family. No. But just quit fucking throwing shade at people that aren't who you are. Well, they that's how they've seen Hollywood make a living for itself. Like, that's what Hollywood does best. And they try to convert YouTube to Hollywood, and they got to realize it's not that. Now, granted, does it set people up in that lifestyle afterwards? Absolutely. If you get big enough, like if you're Mr. Beast or fucking, uh, I don't even know the others. Like, you know what I mean? Um, like they, they get their chance at Hollywood, but it's a lot of a lot of smaller people think that it requires drama to build when it just it it doesn't. As long as you show passion in what you're doing and you're yourself throughout, I think you're gonna build regardless. Yeah. I mean shit, I'm the I'm <laughs> I'm the perfect example of that shit. Like I've, I've, for the last year, I've had over a thousand subscribers. Like I could get paid from YouTube 
for over a year now, but I keep fucking up. And like every time I get close to the hours, I'm like, ah, I'm bored with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, I got this going on or I got that going on. And I've, that's that's one of the bad things about me. And I, I talked about it last week with Nick. It's like, I just, I can't do one thing. I have to constantly be doing multiple things. And that's where I get in a lot of trouble. It's like, if it loses my attention or I like, I'm just, I'm not as interested in it that week, I'll let it fall off. And that's the issue. Like animals, never. Like I, I love these things. They're my lifesaver, right? But like YouTube or school or whatever like i'll slack off for a week every now and then because it's just like I like it's it's not that important to me like it's yeah. nice i i want to get my degrees so that i could show my kids hey it's important to be educated like whether you get your degree or not like just be educated i want you to always be learning that's what i'm really trying to instill in them it's like See, you know? that don't work for me because my oldest son has been smarter than me since like sixth grade. I'm like, I'd pick him up from school in fifth grade and he'd be like, Dad, how do you spell this? I'm like, well, how do you spell it? He'd spell it. I'm like, You're right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't ever claim to be a brain surgeon, but 100%. No, I just, you know, for me, it's time. Everybody. That, that knows me knows I get up at like two 30 in the morning. I, I go work. I do my thing early and all that because it was like, I was just telling my manager, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll work a job to be a dad, but I'll never quit being a dad for a job. And, um, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't have time. I don't care. Like you've seen me on Instagram. I'll post for a minute and then I just stop. Facebook, I've only posted in the last two years because Instagram will post to Facebook. I haven't shared. I just realized that. I'm like, you know what, dude, you really need to get back on there and share. Um, I, I don't. Facebook's overrated anyways. <laughs> Even though yeah. we're broadcasting on here. Watch this entire podcast disappear now because I just threw shade at Facebook. Yeah, but, well, you know, it happens. There's, but, just, there's, there's a lot of drama on it. You know, that's you just you do what makes you happy. And, and that's why if I do a YouTube, you know, the YouTubes I've done, obviously, I mean, John's Jungle was obviously to blast him and let people know what that's about um from that the positive i made a breeder loan contract that people reach out to me and i send it to them and i let people use it to me that's gratifying i mean i initially i said hey send my 20 breeder females and donate them for us art and um you know he didn't want to do that and everything i'm like there you go community he doesn't support it i didn't want a black eye on the community um you know, but since then, other than that, I do it so if I can help people. If, if anybody hears anything, when we go to shows, like the one where you were right across from us, we were just sitting there laughing. We were talking about stories from 15 years ago and, you know, people smuggling lizards in their fake leg and, and, and all sorts of shit. And... I think that's cool. I think people should hear that. And like I said, I want to make other people the star. I 
I don't know. I just want people to to hear that. I want, just like I said, how people talk crap now and people just listen to them. They don't make their own judgment. They don't, no one ever stops to realize if, oh, see, it's hard. Justin's an introvert. He doesn't talk. But Ozzy, if Ozzy said, oh, you know, Ozzy and LaVance, like that's drama. That's, you know, them calling each other saying, you know, because of pricing that our community doesn't need. But if Ozzy says, Oh, you know, he's a joke. Like, you know, how many people are just going to go, Oh yeah. Ozzy said, and they're never going to go stop and give that person a chance. So that's what I want. I just want to bring a lot of people on there, let people see who they really are and, and tell some stories and Hey, every episode, if one person learns something or, or it's worth it. And if I ever get paid, I'm just going to give it all to US Arc. So it's even better, you know? Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, mm. I don't know. Like, Unless I become poor and homeless. Yeah. Then I'll yeah. keep the money. <laughs> Hopefully that's never the case. That, that would be a bad day. No. Well, um, I'm not that entertaining. So I don't really see it. You know? I think you are. Yeah, uh, they're here for you. They're not here for me. Well, I mean, hopefully they're here for me a little bit, but pretty sure most of the crowd here tonight is for you. No, no, it's your show. I'm just here. But uh, yeah, so essentially, like we go, we've gone everywhere tonight. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully that to- that fire yellow belly desert ghost clown potentially happens this year. Um, my monarch female just hit size so i'm waiting to see if the uh male will produce sperm because he's sitting at around 400 grams 500 grams right well i don't know i don't really weigh i just go off the size and what they they're showing um right like i weigh if it's like every like probably two three times a year but not like I do it off of the females. I'm not so worried about the males because all of my right. pairings are like one, maybe two females, and that's all you're gonna get. So, yeah, they're sized. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for that. I know people like that in their records, but it's just it's not that important to me. I can essentially tell by the size. So you know, I normally never kept a lot of records. I, I think I think it's important, but you gotta. I, well, in the, early 2000s, in the early 2000s, I was like, ooh, got to keep records. And then at a certain point, I was like, well, wait a minute. I've never gone back five years and go, hey, who shit on this day? Like, I, I see people coming in going, oh, I got to record. It urinated. Oh, it did this. It did that. I'm like, why? Like, I had a snake not eat for eight months, and I just kind of kept track. I kind of knew, like, what month it ate. And I looked at it, and people don't realize, if your snake is sick and it's not eating, it's going to lose weight. It's going to be a telltale sign. It looks like it's not healthy. If your snake doesn't eat, but it doesn't change, it looks healthy, it's okay. I mean, people stop... Animals hibernate. 
animals do like a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously these don't brewmate, but you know, I, I've I've had a, a snake eat and lay eggs the next day. I've seen pictures of somebody that fed an animal on eggs and it ate. And then you're going to have all these people saying, oh, it doesn't happen. Well, you know, there's pictures. It happens. They're wild animals. Um, yeah. You know, you can say this is the norm, but they all have their own personalities. Um, I, I got some that are puppy dog tame, will sit there and love on you all day long. I got puzzles that will just fucking eat you. Right. Like, they swear they're, they're notorious for that. From oh, what I understand. I no, I've got no, I have some that are actually pretty nice, but I've got some that I mean, I have people go, dude, that's like a freaking retic. Like you pull it out and it stalks you. I'm like, no, my retics were nicer than that. And and I literally have one, you put it away, and 10 minutes later it's still hissing. And you're just like, why? But that's just it. They all have their own individual personalities. Um you know, you, you just, you know your animals. You've you got to get to know them. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like you said. You don't have your, your ultrasound. You learn the animal. Same way it is with all these. You learn them. You know after years of breeding them, years of having them, you look at signs. You know when something's sick compared to just not eating off food. And people don't don't think about it there the first thing especially on small snakes they're like oh it's not eating and then they go stuff something down its throat well I hate to tell you but you think that thing really wants to eat after that trauma you just did to it like in some cases it's necessary but learn your animals right so no 100 percent but that's those are my two um if i can even hit any more clutches like i should have i should have a pastel entry yellow belly het clown combos coming which i mean it, it's just basic but it's stuff i'm looking at for the future right um and i'm i'm really heavy into fire stuff i'm really heavy into yellow belly stuff so now i'm, I'm having to be a little bit more picky about what i'm doing or what mm -hmm. i'm keeping because i'm going to create a bunch of white snakes if i don't watch out and I realized that after this last year and I was like, Oh shit, I set up my collection wrong, <laughs> but I wanted this and it was really pretty at the moment. But, but you're not, you just get the right mail and you're okay. I mean, I, I think we all do that. I've got snakes right now that I've legitimately bought. I mean, like we said, I'm, I'm not new into this. You think I'd know. I always tell people don't buy something cause it's pretty, you know, I have stuff I've bought just within six months. And I'm like, why in the fuck did I buy it? I don't need it. It goes to nothing. I need to sell it. Um, but no, I mean, yellow belly is such a good gene. I mean, I think it's the most versatile gene you can have. If, if you're trying to sell me a snake, if it has yellow belly, you've got my attention more. Like you can tell me, oh, I got like desert ghost. I think Desert Ghost is a great gene. I don't have any. Why? I don't have room for any. 
my buddy Michael, the one who's he's my right hand guy, been with me for 15 years, everything. He loves it. I had a pastel luster desert ghost. This is stupid. This shows you how dumb I am. Had a pastel luster desert ghost male. Like seven years ago. I freaking traded it to Freedom Breeder for a banana pied. Like, yeah. Well, and, and you know the funny thing about it was, you know why I had that mail? I bought it for my buddy because he wanted in the Desert Ghost. I hadn't even wanted it in at that time. I got it for him, and then he had to let go of his collection. He had some personal issues and moved up north in California, and that's why I got rid of it, or I would have left it for him. But, yeah, um, I think it's great. I just, I can't. I don't have the room. I've got so much stuff here. That's why I got rid of Monsoon. I don't have the room for another recessive. But Yellow Belly? Oh, all day long. Yeah, you tell me something has Yellow Belly, now my ears are perked up a little. That's one of the things I did. Like I, I looked at Desert Ghost stuff for years and years and years. I was like, no, no, no. And then I bought the ARS, and I was like, well, I have more space. What's a recessive I want to wear? Yeah. And then that recessive ended up showing potential. Like I, I got really good deals on the stuff that's uh, Het Clown and Het. Desert Ghost. So I was like, well, there's my double right away. And now what do I want to push into it to turn it into a triple once I get that visual? And blah, blah, blah. Like, you know how it works. Like, your mind starts racing. But yeah. It's uh, like the next couple of years, once everything hits size, it's it's going to absolutely shoot off. And it's just like what you're saying, it's a patience game until then. And the day it shoots off, I'm probably not going to know what to do with myself. Like, I'm. If people watch the video from my first ever clutch, I was like uh, hopping up and down, and you couldn't fucking understand me because I was talking so fast. I was super excited. And like yeah. once all these hit size, it's not that I'm not that way still with every clutch, but I've like, okay, before I fail, calm the fuck down. Like people need to understand what you're right. saying now, John. Like, chill. It's okay. And uh, or like we're shooting at two o'clock in the morning. So by the time we get there, I've been going for 18 hours, and it's like to get this on film before it falls but see that's that's the whole thing about it is you want that passion yeah it's just like people say like with the ofy you know what does it stand for oh fuck yeah why because i told myself when i i tried the first chance for a super i said what am i gonna think if i cut that egg and i see something just incredible something it just blows me away and in my head, I just saw it with a big fist pump. Oh, fuck yeah. And I'm like, that's what you want. You don't want like, oh, uh, yay. Like, you want that emotion. And and that's what this should bring, you right. know. And people don't realize that. Don't – if you're cutting a clutch, and when you cut that clutch – okay. I'm talking to everybody out there. If you cut the clutch and you literally, you're snipping, you look and you say, that's $4,000. 
you're breathing the wrong shit. You need that passion. You need to love what you're making. And, and it's like I said, I got all these animals behind me and, and why am I doing it for money and that? No. Like, yeah, I like money. It helps. You know, I do a lot of trades. I, I am such a fucking lenient person. I'm a horrible businessman. But why am I doing triples? Why am I doing quadruples? Okay. I'm going to explain this to people right now. Why am I making quadruple pets? Because I want to be the first person ever to make it? No. Part of that $28,000, I got 1.2 triple head hypopuzzle pipes. Brother, two sisters. Sean Bradley sold me 1.2 triple head um, hypoxanthic puzzle. Brother, two sisters. Why am I making quad heads? Because I want unrelated breedings. I'm not doing it because of money. I'm doing it because I don't want to breed brother to sister. So I'm I'm got a lightning pie going to a hypo puzzle. And, and that's it. Um, you, you can't look at it. If you look at it for money, the money's going to go away. Because I guarantee you, and everyone's done it, even I do it. I'll look at what something is worth as I'm going to post it on Morph Market. And I'll say, okay, what are these going for? I look, I go, wow, they're that cheap. Everything's going to be that cheap. So if you're doing it for the money, you're cutting the eggs and saying how much money you have, you're never going to be happy. I don't know if you heard that, but there was a catastrophe with one of my children. No. That's why I was muted and like looking down. I'm texting my wife to make sure everything's good. <laughs> you got to go handle it? No, we're good. We're good. She uh, she pulled down the shower curtain on her head and she's not happy about it. No. She's, she's being a little kid. That happens. Yeah. yeah. I know grown adults would do that shit. So like every hotel room, I've almost done it. I don't know why. Like I I have tile in my showers. Like there's I don't slip. I don't have any issues, but every freaking hotel shower that I'm in, I like gotta grab the curtain or like grab a rail or something, because when I go to step out, I always lose my footing. Okay. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna tell you this here. I, I normally there's I don't think people don't Is know there this. some science behind this I don't know about no, or what? No, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, but let's like lawsuit. I, no, no, let's like mute it for everyone else so no one else well, hears I can't this. Do that. But every Arlington, because you know, I'm there for a couple days, and here's here's the thing. I know this is really gonna shock people. Well, not much. I mean, if I was a woman, it would like totally create chaos on the planet, but I shit and so if I'm in a place for a few days, I'm going to take a dump. And so every Arlington, dude, I am not smart enough to figure this out. I'm in my room. I'm sitting there taking a dump. I go to get up. And right in front of me, up on the wall, they have the, the towel holder. Right. And I'm usually, I know it's hard to believe, but I... I've usually had a drink or two. I hit my head so fucking hard on that thing. Dude, I don't know how I haven't broke that thing off the wall. I've literally got up, hit my head, and just been standing there going, oh. Like, it sobered me. 
I, I do it every freaking time. I don't think I'm gonna either. I'm not gonna go to Arlington again. Whoa, 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 whoa! Take no, that blasphemy back. I. It's something. I guess I'll just have to go shit at the show. I because I can't do it at my room. I yeah. All right, cool. Well, all right. <laughs> now everyone well, knows. Where do we go from here? Like, I don't know. <laughs> snake shit. I don't think uh, people are really prepared for interviews with me. I love it, man. It was it was like yeah. an open mic night, essentially. Like we just let whatever it went to go to. It happens. Um, yeah. Like, wasn't a big deal. It was more about just. And like honestly, I kind of put you on the spot last minute, so I appreciate you for even coming on, man. Like I was like, "Hey, I I I I, I need a guest. My guest canceled. Will you help me? Bad day. I've wanted to have you on for a while. Help me." <laughs> no, I mean it's you know it's always good. I mean that's that's just the thing. If you're a real person, you can call me five minutes beforehand, and it, as long as I'm not busy doing something, it's not like you got to prepare. I mean, yeah. I mean, a little bit. I, I, I want you to have some viewers on there. Oh, God. Oh, but uh, yeah, there's there's definitely, we're going to have to do a round two. Um, these are, we didn't even dive into half the things I wanted to talk about. We just kind of went off into our own little wormhole, which I think makes the best episodes anyways. Like, I, I don't like the structured. Okay, I'm going to ask this question and this question and this question and this question. And it does, like, I don't know. Like, either you hear the same question so much that you just you don't want to listen to it anymore. Yeah. Like episode after episode, or you like you've heard that person answer that question from other people so many times <laughs> that it's just like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear this anymore. <laughs> And it, well, it makes know, it boring and it makes it harder yeah. for the guests or the host. Like hopefully you can make it fun, but at the end of the day, yeah. like everyone wants something new. And right. I think the best part, I've said it a lot of times. I think the best part is getting to know the people themselves is that's what really builds your brand. Like that's put out your snakes, like do your stuff, but let us know who you are as a person. Like that's, yeah. that's what really builds you. Well, like we said, you know, you hear stuff from different people, but when you actually get to see someone, you can kind of go, oh, you know what? Maybe that guy isn't that bad. Let's give him a shot. Like, okay, this is him. Like, you can tell when something is staged, and you can kind of get that that standpoint, you know? I mean, that's why I like these. I like shooting off the hip because, you know, people say, like, with me, yeah, I'm kind of a goofball. You never know where it's going to go. <laughs> so, I mean, what did I tell you? I'm like, you know, pretty much nothing's off limits. Like, just right. whatever. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm just, um, I have to be real. If I'm not, I mean, well, then I'm being fake. I don't want to be fake. I'd rather have people not like me for being real than people like me for being fake. Absolutely. So... Yeah. This is the one thing I do like to kind of this. <laughs> I said, I hate asking the same questions, but this is the one question I really do like to ask everybody Go ahead. because it's, it's something that's constantly running through my mind. Right. 
He's like, we all want to better the industry. We all want to prepare the next generation because like, I, I'm not old, but I'm not young. Right. There's people that are going to come in that are much younger than me. And I need, mm -hmm. I need to do something to make sure they're more successful than me. That's the way I look at it. It's right. like the generation that I bring in and the people that I'm eventually mentor, like, and there's some people here locally that I mentor because they're just, they're teenagers and they're just learning about keeping, which I understand yeah. now. So I can help them in that aspect. But, um, those coming into the industry or just getting into reptiles in the first place, what would be your, put this, your strongest piece of advice for those just starting out, whether they want to make it a business or just like hang out within the industry? You know, the one thing I've, I've seen more than anything throughout my time is, you know, I go back to the saying, if it works for you, it works for you. I, I've seen, you don't know how many ways there are to incubate an egg. Like I, I've told people before, my, my first incubator was a 10-gallon fish tank with water. I had two bricks, the, the little like octagon red mm -hmm. bricks that sat the eggs in a um, just plastic dishware up above it and i had a uh, fish tank heater in it i mean that was my first incubator ever you know i tell people there's different ways to do everything and you know the the most misinformation i see is now on facebook um there's groups for beginners and and everything they tell them is is geared to what they believe there there's 10 different ways like the big thing is is like bedding and misting and all that i hate to tell you i'm in san diego a little bit different climate than new york and washington is a little bit different than what john has down in texas and people don't stop to think about that they tell you what works for them and if you don't do it their way you're just dumb you're stupid do your research and and collect data and find out what works for you. Um, I'll say this right now. Here's one that's it, it's actually kind of mind blowing. Is so like when I started, I always heard you know pine is bad. You can't use pine for for the snakes. It's bad for them. All my animals are on pine now. So I went, I used Aspen and I, I tried, I've tried everything. I've tried Reptit or uh, Santa chip. Didn't like it. They it would fly everywhere. Little tiny pieces get into the animal's mouth when they're trying to eat. Um, I used an Aspen. It was a, a shaved Aspen. I, I kind of, I liked it at the time. I hadn't realized it, but thank God, um, was it Pet360 got absorbed by... Oh, no. Uh, some other oh, place. By we lost you. Oh, you got me back? Yeah, we lost you okay. for a second. Pet360 got absorbed by... Okay. Oh, good. At least it was like... 
Both. <laughs> um, by, by some other bigger company. Right. And and so I quit buying it from them. And and those were like shavings. They're like almost like little toothpicks. And and they were good, but once they got bought out, I couldn't get the deal. So I went to Petco. I was getting aspen that was chipped, kind of like your pine is. Liked it much better. Um, I've tried cocoa bark. I've tried cypress. Tried everything. For my area, Aspen was the best. Um, Talked to quite a few breeders. Pine, if you kiln dry it, it's the oils that are bad for the animals. If you kiln dry them, it burns all the oils off. And you can actually use it for your reptiles. Thing I didn't like about cocoa bark or cypress being a darker uh, wood, I didn't like the fact that when you pull your, you can see I have dark tubs. You pull them out, you cannot see the urates in the back. I about shit myself. First time I opened a tub and it looked like cottage cheese in the tub. And I opened another tub like over at way. And it looked like cottage cheese in the tub. I thought my collection was doomed. I thought everything was about to die. Like, that was it. Armageddon. We're done. Uh, And it was just bacteria. The urates. I couldn't see them. Um, It held in the the moisture too much. And so I didn't like it. That's why. Uh, Other places, it might be great. I'm not throwing shade at anything. Work. Do what works for you. Uh, Pine. Pine has been the best thing I've done in the hobby in the last decade. It's a soft wood. It absorbs the urates much. People know I don't overfeed my animals. If you go open my tubs, if you see brown shit, it's a rarity. I have one that I'm like, how the hell did you shit that big? Like, I know I don't feed you that much. Um, I feed on the smaller side because they don't go off feed. They feed all year long. Every week they're ready to eat. Anytime you open a tub and you see some big brown shit, that's what they didn't absorb. So that's how much more you fed them that you wasted. Um, the pine absorbs the urates. Most of my my tubs, you only get urates and you get a little calcium, which obviously you know is the teeth and the bones. Um, it, it's great. Oh, my God. It's so soft. It absorbs I have less mess. I can clean it. I, oh my God, it's a godsend. Um, so do you get it, do you get it prepared already or do you kiln dry it yourself? No, I get it from the, uh, where I get all the bedding for my rats because I breed all my own rats mm-hmm. and it's so much better. I get one bedding now. It's, it's cheaper. It's all the same. I can go buy 20 bales of it because I, I can't I can't do a big full pallet. I just don't have the room, but I'll go do 25 bags of it. And yeah, it's but that just goes to show if you're new, talk to people that have been around. Don't talk to the in cool kids, whatever. Get hey, some knowledge. Hey, hey, I take don't say that. I need people well, to follow. You're cool, but you're not a cool kid. I'm not like, a cool kid. I'm not. No, I'm an outcast. I don't know. I'm okay no, with that. Okay. It's 
I'm just giving you a hard time, Randy. Well, that, was, that was straight about, just a hard think time. Think about like, okay, when I say cool kids, think about like if the reptile community had a new kids on the block, would you be the one? That's another perfect freaking pose. I love it. I don't know where it froze. Hopefully it wasn't on my dance. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. Yeah, see, if there's any other way to make me look stupid. Wow. Dude, the screenshots from this is going to be amazing. <laughs> Dude, you know what? So funny thing, I actually had people message me and like the what you did yeah. to promote it. And they're like, oh, you chose a good picture. I'm like, well, no, John did. And I go, I don't even know what that picture was from. But you, you were hugging JT, I think. I think no, it? you were hugging John. You were hugging Johnny Gobble. Okay. And All I right. cut Johnny out. Oh, see, that would be it. That would be the passion in my eyes. That would that would be it. Yeah, see, I had no idea. I just I had people go, that was a good picture of you. I'm like, I don't even know what it was from. You know I'm how like, long I searched for a picture where you had a clear face because you're like Mr. Shakes a lot with your phone? Am I? I was I was gonna put our picture up and I was like, his face is fuzzy. Mine's clear for some reason, but his face is a no, little fuzzy. no, dude. My face is normally fuzzy. <laughs> people look at me like they're drunk. Yeah, I I do that on purpose. It's fucks people up. Makes you wonder. Uh, See, now you're gonna put a good picture of me, and people are gonna be like, "Who is that?" No, I'm gonna put one of the ones where it freaking uh, it froze, and you're. <laughs> mid action you gotta, shot. You gotta wait I, I didn't have it set to action mode. I'll do another one where I'm holding my my leg and doing it, and, you know, doing the sprinkler or something. Yeah. I don't know. We, we made it through the episode without Captain Underpants. So yeah, that was good. gonna be that was gonna be the screenshot. That was gonna like, be the captain's Captain Underpants strikes again. Yeah, you know, I mean, it happens. I mean, oh no, here it comes. Oh, it froze. <laughs> no, you got to do it again. It froze. Oh, wait, you froze what? again. You froze coming out of the chair. Oh, God, you're killing me. I didn't hold even on, point. Hold on. No, wait, 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 wait. That's too low. You need to move to your left. To my left? Yeah, move to your left. There you go. You're good now. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, now that Captain Underpants struck. Yo, right. give, give Randy some love. We're going to for sure have him on for round two. Uh, a lot of people from before this podcast are eventually going to get their round twos. Um, we're going to just keep rolling these next week. I will have Jeremy and potentially his lovely wife from uh, Bod's Exotic Reptiles. So make sure you turn in a little turn in, tune in for them. Nice, yeah, uh, I'll have to check that out. He's yeah. a good guy. He is. Uh, I love yeah. that dude. He's uh he's part of our uh 15 first year 15 minutes of lame alumni so still trying to make my rounds through there 
someone I really enjoy talking to. So uh, should be a really good episode. Uh, Randy, bro. I thank you for your time. I thank you for doing this last minute. Uh, no, no worries, man. I'm, I'm, I was actually honored you asked me. I've been thinking about it for a while, man. I was just like, oh, he's always going places and he seems like he's always busy. <laughs> and yeah, we, so we haven't really had that in person. And I like the in person. I like to feel someone yeah. before I bring him on. But Yeah. But, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did. This is, this is good. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Give him some love. Uh, if you don't follow him, follow him and tell him you came from outside the clutch. And if you do follow him, tell him you want to see his underpants. <laughs> Y'all have a great night. We'll see you next week. Take care.